Welcome to the Queen Divas Queens of Fitness podcast. Join your hosts, three-time WBFF world champions and WBFF royalty, Alicia Gowans and Stephanie Ayala McHugh, as we explore all things female health, training, competing, mindset, and living the fitness life every day. Super excited to be joining everyone today for what is now episode 30, Steph, of the Queen Divas podcast. you believe it, you guys? Wow. 30. Where did that come from? Look, you know, honestly, if we hadn't had, you know, some of the situations with COVID and Mm. illnesses and different things at the time, we'd probably maybe be up to 50 by now. But hey. I think so, for sure. This is just with us being able to match our schedules and being yeah. able to hop on from different time zones. Obviously, she's in Australia. I'm in the US. So it is it is a, you know, obviously a little job, you know, obviously when we're trying to like correlate stuff, but we make it work. And we're just glad to have all of you guys listening. Uh-huh. Uh, it's 30 episodes so far. And I hope if you haven't listened to some in the past, you can, you know, reflect and kind of go back and, you know, catch up to you know, know where we're at at the moment. Cause we're about to let you guys know our, a little quick update, you know, like kind of where we're at. Um, Ali's, you know, getting glowing and getting bigger and her breasts are looking like literally like the juiciest things ever. I'm like, God, Ali, like, goodness gracious. They're ridiculous. (laughs) I think I said this to Steph in a message the other day. I was like, Oh my God, babe. I just had to get maternity bras. Yes. (laughs) And I'm buying them already, you know, normally I'll probably pick them up in like month, sort of end of month seven, right? I'm not even quite in month six yet, but I've needed to buy them because I'm ridiculously (laughs) big. Now I'm a Jersey cow at the best of times when it comes to being pregnant, but this pregnancy is ridiculous. Like I'm currently in the same size that I wore when my milk was in and I was feeding because you get bigger again. Oh And then when your milk comes in, you swell right up. You probably remember this from watching your sister do it. Yes, like, get yes. super huge, right? Yes, you do. So, well, you got to feed the yeah, baby and producing milk and gorge. Oh man, so I'm I'm wearing the Pretty same. Hurting. Oh, yeah, it hurts. It's so oh, uncomfortable. Man. Like it's like, oh my god, can I just get a break <laughs> my boobs for fuck's sake? Like I almost feel like someone needs Back to carry them. Right? <laughs> but um, but in all honesty, I'm wearing the same size now as I was at full, you know, full term, and then when milk came in with Kala last time so I'm scared I'm like I don't even know if they make a bra big enough <laughs> I, I know they do they make some hey, the gains you've like, had ever <laughs> since you've had her though obviously <laughs> that's gonna reflect you maybe have a, a little, little bit more strength maybe a little bit yeah, but, I, but I just don't know like every pregnancy is different so this is the cool part I think about having multiple pregnancies is that you know, you have some like prep similarities. Sounds just like a prep, like no prep is different. I mean, they're all are they're all different. We all experience, oh, yeah. you know, leaning out phase being very different yeah. each time and gaining weight differently each time. Like I can only imagine. And even like um, the baby positioning changes with different pregnancies, where they sit. Like he's sitting so low that like. I think I've joked about this. And the first time I said it, Chris was like, oh my God, baby. You can't say that. He's literally going to come out. It kicks me so hard and so low that I feel like I'm going to have a foot come out. Like you kind of look down for a minute and you're like, where is he sitting? Like, I feel that right down, right down. He's coming out. (laughs) He's already eager. Oh my God. You feel like you're you're dilating already. You feel like (laughs) you're... Or he's like, 
Audrey is really in charge. I'm a lot of um, TMI, but uh, moment. No, Matt, you know, like, of pregnancy. Hilarious. So. hilarious. So, well, uh, I say nutrition. I'm just curious. Are you oh, like yeah. eating this abundance amount of food, or like what are what yeah, is your nutrition look, looking like at the moment? Look, to be honest with you, I've eaten way more than I'm eating right now in my biggest gains phases. Right, so in my biggest growth phase, I've eaten more. But my lifting looks very different in that phase to now, like with big strength blocks and massive load. Right, oh, so totally I, you know, I can yeah. push up close to three thousand cows and not be gaining ridiculously excessive levels of body fat right when oh. my output looks a certain way but it doesn't look like that now so at the but moment you're building a life you're correct. building human inside of you right. you need that extra energy yeah. i mean it's not going to go to you just yourself all right i mean it's going to be going to him um Everybody. you know what was really hard um in this last sort of two weeks which is the only reason why our podcast was delayed from last week was i've been so sick I um I had to liquid all of my calories. So I'm still super focused on him. And I said that to Christos. I'm like, I can't negate the basic requirements we need for Bub. So however I've got to get it in, we've got to get it in. Because I couldn't, I couldn't swallow. I was having trouble breathing up more. My throat was all sore. So what had happened was we decided in our nesting moment that we were going to clean up the whole house, you know, get ready, get the room ready to start to create the nursery. You're not the only one. So we went definitely kind room. of a thing. Spring cleaning here in the U.S. is so. a thing. So it we thing, are yeah. all. We declared. did it. Yeah. <laughs> and you know how we had the flooding here? Well, we obviously had, and I think I sent you guys pictures and you saw the flooding that was Horrible. going in the backyard. Our back shed had um, been inundated with water. So we decided, all right, we're going to clean out that shed. So here I am uh, for four hours on a really hot, humid Tuesday afternoon, nearly two weeks ago now. Um, we pulled everything out of the shed and it was all moldy and wet and dank and dust and shit everywhere. And I was neck deep in these boxes and I, in hindsight, I should have put a freaking mask on, right? I mean, I'm not short of a mask, thanks, COVID. But, um, but I didn't <laughs> it's even good for dust, out. though. It's really good for oh, the dust. <laughs> I didn't think about it. So by the time we finished at about 5 o'clock in the afternoon, by the time dinner came around, I swear to God, my allergies were so bad. I couldn't stop sneezing. I couldn't breathe. went to bed that night. And, you know, you know I suffer from really bad allergies usually. Yeah. Um, by that night, I couldn't breathe through my my nose. So I was breathing, stuck breathing through my mouth. I woke up the next day, lost the voice, throat had razor blades in it. I just honestly thought that that was all just because of the nose. That was on Wednesday. By Thursday afternoon, I was in the doctors going, you got to help me because I can't take anything. You can't take anything for inflammation. You can't, you know, like you're limited to Penadol, which does sweet FA and you're limited other than maybe control a temperature. And um, then you, you, nothing else. I couldn't, I was, I went up to the chemist and the chemist was like, you can't take cough lollies. You can't take, um, you, can't, yeah, you can't really do a lot of can't take anything. medication. So, is, yeah, it's exactly. not good for baby. So I'm like, Saline oh, solutioning my nose. I thought Just I was going to turn it out. Saline oh. drop. I literally couldn't breathe. It was horrendous. They um, took one look at me and went, no, nah, you've got a sinus infection. So they put me on these safe for bub um, antibiotics. And yep. then by the Sunday, I was having these horrendous coughing fits. Go back to the doctors again on Monday and they've gone, no, nah, you've got a full-blown chest infection. So I'm out of 
sneezing, coughing, like, oh my but God. But you know what, Ali? I think this resonates to a lot of the people with all these seasons changing. I think we're in the middle of all, I think the whole world is changing seasons from whatever, what direction you're going. Um, we're entering spring. I'm assuming you guys are entering fall here soon yeah, and starting yeah, to, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. get into like the maybe rainier or colder weather, cooler weather, better said. Um, as the temperatures drop, I do feel like all of these allergies across the board have oh, just been so crazy that's actually how I ended up pulling my back so quick update I guess about myself is I a few weeks ago was you know getting ready for a photo shoot I was going to do some video stuff and I'm just plugging in my curling iron out a really busy day and you're not really thinking about it these allergies are through the roof right the temperature was rising and like I just had the most itchiest freaking like cough just like kind of what you were saying it wasn't dry or anything but it was just like this itchiness like constantly so you don't think about like coughing and bending over at the same time right like normally if you do you would wait you would do one or the other um not do them simultaneously and as I'm plugging in my curling iron y'all I freaking like coughed ridiculously it got like kind of like one of those attacks that you can't stop coughing at and my back just like literally just popped when, yeah. as I was bent over and as I like, I couldn't stand up straight again. I just literally just laid on the floor for a quick second and just kind of whined. And I'm like, yes. God, help me. Like, please don't let it be that bad. Let me just get up and be okay. You know? And I literally could not even get up. And I was like, Sorry. trying to call for Carrie. I'm like, Carrie. You might have actually, <laughs> might have actually had what I've got now as a result of this horrendous coughing. And you got to remember too, when you're coughing like that, normally you get those intense. Mm-hmm. It's such a violent expression of the body. Coughing and it's sneezing, crazy. like what the fuck are they? <laughs> like you honestly nearly bust the rib cage. It, yes, right? the rib cage feels. Like, oh, and then vein? when you're pregnant. And you have this intra-abdominal pressure. He's already sitting so low, babe. I just feel like I'm going to wet myself all the time. This is the most non-flattering illness period that you could possibly have. But I got this thing now called costochondritis. And it's probably even what you got. It's actually an inflammation of the um, cartilage that connects your ribs to the sternum. So that's what I have. I have literally been all the way through here on my right side. I mind the left, and I can't. I relate just in the. I'm lopsided, right? Yeah, and so. We already deal with like imbalances, our hips are unaligned, right? And you obviously have a broken back. So we have to be even more careful when we're doing movements. So I'm very, very conscious. Like, I feel like I'm probably overly safe when it comes down to movements, just because I know myself and kind of how prone I am to have that shift in my hips, right? And get that maybe sciatica pinched or like, you know, those nerves pinched or that lower back just completely go out. So I've been humbled. Honestly, these last few weeks have just been a very, very humbling experience trying to get myself back to training I can't it's not normal at the moment I'm actually trying to rehab still I'm trying to work through you know obviously chest supported back supported hip stable you know exercises nothing really at the point where I can go heavy because obviously I'm gonna just re-injure myself so it's just been a it's been very humbling because I was in a building phase so I had to actually kind of like change up some of my methods just kind of like what you were referring to is 
this pregnancy, maybe your load wasn't, you know, as much as you normally would have wanted or thought it would be, but you've been able to eat so much more and still be fine. You know, like in my case, I don't expect myself to just continue eating the same way I was with the, you know, amount of effort and stimulus I was doing in my training. <laughs> I was looking heavy as fuck, like literally right before my injury, which could also be the reason why I got injured. You know, I kind of like think back, I'm like, what is it that literally caused this injury to be so drastic? Because <laughs> it put me down for a week, Ellie. I couldn't really walk. Like, yeah. I mean, okay, I'm being dramatic. I was able to walk. I wasn't in a wheelchair, yeah, but, but I, know I couldn't you know. walk. Like I, I could bear, like it was the most, like it looked like I was in a, like I should be in a wheelchair kind of thing. Like I'm just, she's just trying, you know, she's trying to get herself from counter to counter from wall to wall. You know what I mean? I couldn't sit without pain. And with our jobs, Allie, we're in front of the computers, right? Like we're doing video calls and we're seating. I'm literally in pain, like the whole time. I'm like, God damn it. I can't even sit, you know, and laying, you can't really sleep right because you're literally getting that sharp pain throughout the night whenever you turn. So I really feel for anyone that's been dealing with any kind of injury that is excruciating pain like that or radiating pain down your body or the nerves are pinched. Um, So anyway, just giving you guys updates. I do (laughs) kind of understand what you guys are going through. And similarities of what Ali's been saying about her pregnancy, you know, kind of, you know, having to deload a bit and, you know, obviously focus on foods. And that's actually kind of what my body's been undergoing, which I feel is a really good thing prior to me going deep dive into prep you know like so i feel like it's a, it's a good blessing in disguise in a way because it just... happened now right exactly. oh yeah actual prep where deficits mm. make healing and oh so much, so much harder you know what that's actually that's what's helped good. me i feel like i've been able to focus yeah on the recovery and have much more attention to it when before I would have had to get so much more cardio in, eat less, you know what I mean? And I think at this point, it's like, okay, you just need to rest, let your body, you know, get, you know, back into essentially a good state where it's technically okay to train. You know what I love though? Everyone listening to this really should take home that key point that Steph at her level said was rest. She didn't try to push through it. She didn't try to do crazy shit. She was like, wow, all right, I'm going to take a You know step what I did? Back. I and went and visited my family. I was like, you know, this is actually the time. I'm like, I know I'm not going to be able to get into the gym as often as I could. We literally just booked a trip and I, I was a surprise to my birthday, like well, my birthday, my, my uh, brother-in-law's birthday party. So we're like literally just pop in and I haven't seen him since COVID, you know, like yeah. for two years. So we, and it was such a good time. And I don't think I would have been able to enjoy it as much if I would have been so focused on like, I got to go right. to the gym yeah. and I need to like be eating this amount of food. Cause I like leveled off a little bit for maintenance, just a bit uh, on food and because I knew I wasn't able to apply my efforts in the gym, but now I'm like slowly getting myself acclimated. I'm able to train a little harder again without it being in heavy weight. It's just more volume. Um, so it's been nice to just this week feeling a little more normal. Um, and prep, Hey guys, 22 weeks. Well, actually 21 and a half weeks as of this call, when you guys listen to this, we'll probably be at 21 weeks away from the world. <laughs> Uh, so that's exciting. So that's kind of my forecast, my update. My I mean, countdown looks a little different. It's like this. 14 weeks on Monday, I have a baby. 
I'm so excited. I'm more excited for this. <laughs> uh, and it sucks, guys, but I like we know what to expect for worlds and stuff. And it's so yeah, much fun. So this true. right there, I just cannot hey, wait. I'm having these really lucid <sighs> dreams. Like, I don't know if this is just part of this trimester. This pregnancy is so different, but I'm having full blown dreams. And I had this really random dream. I woke up this morning and said to Chris, I was, holy crap, I think our baby's going to have really blue eyes and your colored skin. <laughs> <laughs> you said dark color. That was in my dream. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Man, he still with your eyes. It's all that. Oh, Chris does with your eyes, essentially, right? <laughs> but then at the same time, I turned around, I hit him and I went, he's meant to have your eyes. Fuck you. He's like, it was a dream. Oh God, <laughs> but it so felt funny. so real. So I'm um, having all these random dreams. But I can tell you now, my food in the last um, you know, two weeks has been refocused on you know health optimizing energy levels and just trying to do what i could to get calories and the basic mm. requirements in for, for the baby right so christmas is so awesome sometimes he's so malaysian sometimes he's so green and when it comes to like this sun oh, he's so green. He turns around the first thing he does is what the fuck are you doing why are you getting sick i'm like oh my god i'm out the back in mold and boxes, mate. Like I totally and then, and then he turns around and he goes into the kitchen. He's like, right, so I'm gonna make chicken and corn soup. I'm gonna make and he's got this next minute, you know, I've got all these all the fiber, all the protein, make sure all you get all these the nutrition. That are I'm gonna blend them, babe. I'm gonna make sure you eat this because the baby needs so, it. And he's awesome. like, you need to have more soup. We need to have soup in the afternoon. He goes, because hey, that's a supportive husband. I am just like, you know, like, is, wow. This is after he gets up me for getting sick. Like, oh my God. <laughs> that was such a great moment. But you know, I, I think know. anyone listening to this is sick because this is still relatable. And you don't have to be pregnant to be dealing with some of these oh, things, correct. maybe symptoms or like the dry cough or the flu. I have several clients at the moment that actually have the flu. So it's more about trying to get protein in. I think these are actually one of the biggest things when we are sick is prioritizing our intake of protein, getting a good adequate amount and prioritizing that. Then the carbohydrates then the fats. Um, and that allows you to kind of make sure that even if you're not able to get everything in, you at least got in the right macros for <laughs> your body to sustain its lean muscle mass. So if you're able to important, right? Yes, like for sure. So if you're sick, you're down or you're pregnant or you're feeling nauseous, you know, or you have obviously any type of issues where your immune system or your, you know, obviously sickness is kind of causing uh, you not to be able to eat normal, like eating soft foods, like Ali was kind of mentioning soups, uh, higher yeah. protein uh, foods as well. <laughs> very, very important. Obviously, then, you, uh, coffee. <laughs> you know, that it, it was, um, you know, it was using the bone broth and making sure oh, yes. things yes. In that were going to support me because I had to be on those antibiotics. Right. So I just know so many things are going to be affected post that process. So, you know, it's been, um, it's been good though. Like he's still made sure that I'm well-fed, the baby's oh, nice. well-fed, the baby's still growing. So it's all good. Um, but I can't wait to feel better because, you know, what did lag for me in that time frame was because like you, I'm not stupid. I don't push it. I don't worry about, you know, oh my God, my scale weight, my God, I mean, oh. just let go of that crap. I just oh, literally cool. didn't train. I my step recover, get you know, your, your fluid back. Exactly. If you're having diarrhea, if you're having exactly. vomiting, all these things are part yeah. of you dehydrating and you need to hydrate first, focus on hydration and getting in sufficient amount of protein, even if you're like not able to maybe eat it, maybe even getting some shakes in or some yeah. like protein yeah. mixed with oatmeal, protein mixed with yogurt. That's like just really easy hacks for you to just kind of get in some bland and easy soft oh, food. Man. 
Um, but then also just like kind of how she mentioned, like the antibiotics are clearly a good, you know, you know, prescription to, to get the sicknesses out of your virus, you know, the viruses out of your body, but also doubling up your probiotics because your gut microbiome does get affected from the antibiotics. And in Ali's case, she obviously is, you know, eating bountiful amount of foods at the moment. So I think she's going to be okay with getting a lot of those extra probiotics <laughs> in her food. But if you aren't, and you're maybe like kind of regulated or kind of watching your calories or in a deficit and you do get sick and you implement antibiotics, I would highly recommend to increase your probiotic intake for sure. And I think, you know, look after the last, um, well, actually it was episode 28. It was the one before the last that we did about the off season. We had an overwhelming mm. level. Oh man, you guys, you guys really hit home with that one. Was, Everyone was like was dragging and exactly. going crazy and buzzing over it. I'm glad exactly. it resonated with a lot of you because I'm still. I don't know about it. you, but I had a lot of clients that then had some pretty big aha moments where they then messaged me and went, you know what? everything I've been bitching about, forget about it. Like I'm totally, yeah. these. I'm totally that makes me happy to hear. And it was awesome. It was awesome. I had several of them do it. It would have been at least a half dozen that had aha moments. And we're like, the tags and shares and everything yeah. was phenomenal. I think out of all the buzzes of, you know, most of our episodes, that was definitely the highest, um, I guess, like I said, touching home, hitting and home. I, I think um, for everyone listening to this, that, you know, might've been struggling with, sitting in an uncomfortable situation you know knowing that and we've just given that feedback shows you that you're not alone this is actually Mm -hmm. a universally huge challenge for women right like they really really struggle with it and if you are going to be maximizing this opportunity for these gains to work then you know making sure that you are prioritizing not only you know maintenance and surplus calories yes but right. still prioritizing perhaps a little, with a little bit more importance, your pre and your post training meals, because they're going to be the things that will give you the best. Preach it, Allie. There you go. Right. That's actually what we <laughs> want to talk about on like really cover today's podcast is making sure we are prioritizing that pre and post workout meal, because we do have a window we can optimize to build more muscle, to fuel the session, to feel much better throughout the workout, to, you know, obviously be able to output some of that effort. And at the same time, recover from that workout to increase the recovery, speed it up. And also obviously try to increase your MPS muscle protein synthesis, right. And the ATP that's going to be, you know, processing to building muscle. So if we can, you know, prioritize any meals of the day and in my situation, no matter what time of the year I'm in, I prioritize those two meals more than any meal of my whole day. I can, you know, push breakfast back if I'm not training first thing in the morning, or I can, you know, obviously if I'm in a fast state, whatever it may be, I am not, that post is probably like my king, like the one I totally will not mess around with, with protein and the right carbohydrates, um, is my post training meal. What about you, Allie? Yeah, hundred percent. And I think probably one of the biggest things that I, you know, changed in my approach and my strategy over the years. Um, And I had to train my gut to do it because um, for me, historically growing up and going through the sport I did, doing anything on a fed stomach used to make me want to vomit. I I would really- You're so opposite for me. And I think we've had this combo in person. I used to like really struggle. And so I couldn't- This girl tried to take me on faster workouts, like a whole (laughs) lot of leg session and like hit Metcon. And I'm like, girl, I don't need to eat. Like, what are you doing to me? (laughs) And now- now I'm in this place where I literally, I have to eat, you know, like the minute that I wake up now and, you know, I feel so much better in my lifts mm-hmm. for it. 
But it was actually, you know, just the more knowledge that you get. And the further I went with my post-grad studies, the more that I identify with the fact that, you know, having those specifically timed pre-carbs, no fat, but pre-carbs, very minimal protein for me because that doesn't sit too heavy in my gut and I therefore don't get that digestive issue. I can actually consume, you know, like for me, it's raisin toast. I'm a raisin Ooh, toast nice. freak. So I'll smash my raisin toast. I can train within 15, 20 minutes and it doesn't affect me, which is great. I can because never do digest that. quickly and you're oh, like able to have enough protein to facilitate yeah. the workout, enough carbs <laughs> to help you fuel. What's yeah. your favorite post-training like kind of well, meal or go-to? I guess, I guess first things first, everyone understands why I started to do that pre is because you know, the first thing that happens and, and you know, the primary byproduct of training is, and with any sort of training, but in particular in that's high intensity, is it's depletion of your glycogen, which is your carbohydrate mm-hmm. stores and your muscle balance, right? But as you yeah. deplete them, the body will then also start to break down the amino acids and your actual muscles. So they will become break it broken down and damaged. You, you really don't want to be losing too much of that. You're doing double negatives. If you just yeah. listen to what Ali said, so you're yeah. going in already in a state where it doesn't have extra glycogen, right? Like you don't have that extra surplus of carbohydrates. So you go in and break down that muscle fiber and you are needing more amino acids, more carbohydrates to actually replenish and refuel that muscle being broken down. And it's not there. You're again, this is not to say to anyone that's doing fasted training that you're doing something wrong. I actually think it works really well for some individuals, but if you are in a building phase and you want to build more optimally, you having some carbs prior to your session or having some protein and carbs prior to your session, I don't want to say just carbs, is, is going to really be optimal for your session to be fueled higher. That's all we're right. trying to say, but right. for sure. <laughs> and then, you know, for me, um, post-training, it's super important then to, again, decrease the amount of that, you know, muscle protein breakdown and increase the muscle protein synthesis by, you know, refueling with a decent dose of protein. And I also like to have carbohydrates. I've moved away from, you know, like back in the day, back when I would do all the fasted stuff, I've moved away from that need to, to think, oh, well, I must have this during my training. I must absolutely have this immediately after I walk out of the gym. I better have my protein powder on water. No, it's rubbish. We don't have this really small window like we once were led to believe, mainly by, you know, supplement companies, um, that we had to have this particular type of way right after it's it's not no, necessary. it's, it's not way you're needing yeah, it's exactly. nutrition it's a certain amount of protein right yeah. and I'm like please listen to how she said an adequate and a higher amount of protein post-training because yeah. that's actually going to help you recover and build much quicker and you don't have to now i don't I, um i definitely love protein shakes they are definitely in my you know yes um, great. especially they're just convenient they're yes. super convenient they're super mm-hmm. easy on the run. They're usually, mm-hmm. when you're in specific phases, can be, you know, um, really great at optimizing a lower caloric budget, right? Um, because you can just have it on water and it's literally just your protein hit and that's it. For but sure. for me now, I've moved into this space of understanding the process of, you know, optimizing my body for glycogen utilization and then refueling post. And I now opt for a proper full-blown 
mixed meal. And by mixed meal, I mean not just protein, but I'm having protein, carbohydrates, usually a very small amount of fat because fats will slow down the absorption of post-workout meal. It's not a bad thing. It doesn't necessarily mean that it reduces um, it slows down the digestion. Sorry, it doesn't reduce the total absorption, but it slows down your digestion. So yeah. for me personally, I just limit the amount of fat. I don't make it a really high fat meal. I make it predominantly protein with carbs, and usually like a three to one ratio. So usually a low fat type meal. So yeah, more on carbs, more on protein. Yeah. That's- like like too and it's really more about again and it's not so much a window i think like what people are it's like a garage actually have a research paper called the garage now of opportunity because it is like there's actual evidence that shows that it's not in this you know because they used to tell us like this is going back when i was in high school they used to tell us it was like 15 minutes you yeah i was gonna say i was like they normally want you to get it right after that's when like you said the supplement companies that just came out they want you to you know obviously get sold on the supplements and you know whatnot but i do believe and this is just again from personal experience and from you know training so many people differently from different backgrounds right like i feel like that one hour spent it's not a i don't want to call it a window because some people like consider it and take it to heart right like it really is just more optimal for you to within your hour to 90 minutes from 60 to 90 minutes make sure you refeed your body like why would you continue fasting and keep letting it not restore itself even if you just have some amino acids during your session right like just some regular eaas during the workout that helps facilitate increase your amino acids you know to help if you're going to be waiting longer periods of time after your you know workout to 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 actually eat but i do that's why i prioritize my post training meal and that's kind of what we're referring to is it's yeah. not necessarily a window. It's just the fact that the meal is actually full of good right. nutrients, which is going to be protein, carb filled. Yeah. And it's okay for it to have some fats. It just doesn't want to be the majority or a third of it. It wants to be literally the lower spectrum of what the other three, well, the other two out of the three are. So as long as you prioritize having a little fuel, if you don't have maybe fasted workouts already and you just kind of wanted to, you know, to have a little concept of what is a good carbohydrate before your session, mm. a complex carb, a slow digesting carb would be ideal. So something that would help you, you know, prolong that energy span throughout the workout and to, you know, not just spread thin the glycogen that's going to be needed for your workout. I think a fast digesting carb sometimes <laughs> by so quickly again each person is different so some people do well with the fast absorbing one because their gut does not feel like it's having to digest throughout the workout but versus someone that has a slower digesting carb sometimes may feel that energy lasts a little longer um so that does kind of explain and um for sure you know look the rate within which you're going to have you know this muscle breakdown it varies from individual Mm -hmm. to individual it depends upon the intensity effort intensity volume Yeah, it it depends on many things, but basically it doesn't matter who you are, even the most well-trained high-level athlete, they're going to experience an element of this breakdown, right? So, you know, consuming the adequate amount of protein after workout is what gives the body the amino acids that it needs to basically repair, recover, but also to start to replenish and rebuild where it's just done that, which we're trying to do. We're trying to damage the muscle to grow it. Well, then it starts that process of growing it. So if you're not adequately fueling it, you're just not picking, you're not, you're leaving gains on the table. You're not picking up the actual result that you're exactly. trying to achieve from that session, right? And so what studies have discussed and, um, you know, found when it comes to 
the amounts they say between 20 and 40 grams exactly post yep. your training session now my favorite's 30 but then again i'm going off my ratio and kind of off my you know current stats and kind of what i'm used to and mine's like a good 30 right like 30 to 35 is something that i'm used to always being able to get in but as low as 25 i'm like okay i can still make it work right but like ali said 20 to 40 is ideal for anyone yeah, and that's that's working on your range of, you yes. know, like there's a range of what they say in the minimum and maximum protein yeah. requirements by the body. So depending upon whether or not, you know, you're sitting up around the 2.2 grams per kilo, then you're going to be at that higher consumption yep. post-training or at the lower. But if you're having a mixed meal, the body can actually consume, um, you can consume and it can absorb a little bit more of the protein. So when you're having it as not just protein on its own, you know, you could be consuming more than that 40 grams. But the point is, is that it's absolutely essential to not only pick up the gains you're trying to achieve, but also to basically repair and recover and stop you from breaking down the muscle you already That's have. What I was gonna say. Why so do right you want now, to do that? A struggle to lose it. some clients is like, well, they'll just skip some carbs, they'll skip a meal or, you know, they'll think that they're speeding up the process because they're eating less carbs no. or, you know, they're eliminating some not. meals here and there. We'll you're only slowing game. it down. All you're doing Bring is... Game. Making your body trying to, and I hate using the word store, but that's essentially what it does. It slows down and starts storing some of the food because it does not get any more energy that you're going to give it. And it needs more for you to burn more. So some people think by eating less, they're going to do more when it's actually opposite. If you're actually giving the body what it needs, it will work more for you. So make sure you're eating that pre and post meal, prioritizing what it get. It doesn't have to be a pre if you already are so used to fasted. I think that's again, like to each their own. Some individuals like are in a phase where maybe their job or, you know, obviously like they, they just are on the go and it's just more ideal for them to just kind of not have meals. Understand, you know, you're, <laughs> you're fine, but prioritize that post-training meal. It's one of those things that's going to really and help you get some results. You know, I don't know about you, but the amount of oh, pushback I get about carbs, it's just ridiculous. It's relentless. It's like stupid. I'm going to have a hang up about carbs, about eating bread and all sorts Next of time we're going to have to talk about this, like the whole um, time. We need a whole it's episode about this. me off. It pisses me off back. Let me say this, right? If it's, if it's, if it's recommended that within training, you should be having 1.1 to 1.5 grams per kilo of body weight in carbs to actually properly restore your glycogen and to properly, you know, um, start the glycogen resynthesis process, like add that up. That's like, say if we work to a three to one ratio, so I'm consuming my 40 grams of protein, I'm going to go three to one, that's 120 grams of carbs. Yeah. There's going to be bitches listening to this going, what? 120 grams of carbs in one meal. I don't even have that for my whole day. Like, yeah, I was gonna say, like, you're talking about totals actually, with somebody in the whole day. I'm serious. <laughs> like there, there are ladies that freak out by eating 100 grams of carbs. And I'm like, you really need to start to um, build a better relationship with this particular food group, which shouldn't be demonized because it shouldn't. No, it's, it should not. It's, it's actually it's my favorite. It's my favorite. Sorry, y'all. I'm Latina, but my favorite freaking macro is carbs. So I come from history. Let me say this though. Like say we're not training one day, Steph, then is it required for us to have 120 grams in a meal? No, it's not because we're not doing a training session. So then, you know, you adequately space your, you know, carbs throughout the course of your day. Would you need all of the same amount of carbs if you're sitting in a maintenance surplus for growth? Probably not. You can bring those Mm -hmm. down a fraction maybe on your non-training days. Having said that though, 
I think having just a good consistent amount rather than, you know, robbing from Peter to pay Paul means that you're going to keep your meat higher because as you've got more energy, you, yep. you naturally move more. So hey guys, whenever you actually eat more protein, just understand you're more in a thermogenic state. So protein's actually raising <laughs> your thermogenesis naturally. So if you actually have more protein and you eat carbohydrates, why were you scared if you're having a good amount of protein? It's when we do not hit our protein amounts that are adequate for even our body weight. That's when you're really in a bad situation. If you're eating only let's let's say less than a you know obviously a gram per you know obviously pound, you are in a place where you are probably really going to be catabolizing your body, right? So it's more about trying to <laughs> first get adequate amount of protein. And if you're not getting that in and prioritizing it around that workout window, you're going to build muscle better. You're going to recover the muscle better. Uh, but at the same time, the carbohydrates are really the, the key major role here. Like carbs are such a key component for us, not just to build, but to recover and hear how we're saying recover is not like the only thing that we're focused on all the time. We're just thinking build, build, build chip away or add on and stack on. We yeah. never think of the other process that's it's this circle guys. It has to continue going in a nice little, you know, obviously little momentum, whether if it's from builds, you know, to, to cut, but also recover, it all follows the same principles. So you have to really, really focus on those two things applying the effort during building as well as recovering and if you have a fear of um you know consuming carbs and i think you're wanting to increase them this is the best way to approach it is to actually put them and position them where you're going to be utilizing them exactly effectively right so um you know look the the window time is not about 15 20 minutes it's much longer you've got a couple of hours that yes. um, sort of ideally you want to be consuming it probably within 60 to 90 minutes at yes. the most yes. Um, if you delay the carb consumption by as little as two hours after workout, you actually reduce your glycogen synthesis process by 50%. So it's like, it's, it's pretty big. Like you just want to be hitting a really, really solid protein carb meal. Now, if you are waiting, because like for me, I don't necessarily feel super hungry immediately after I usually eat my meal within like 45 minutes. That's scary. Minutes, so. That's scary. Right? I'm like, yeah. start, okay, I'm the, I'm the person, like the monster coming in through the hangry, through the kitchen and like looking for the food, heating it up. Don't talk to me until I eat. Okay. Kind of mood. And then Carrie's like, I'm like, can I heat you something? And this is literally my mood. Can I heat you something up? <laughs> or can I cook you something? <laughs> It's like such an abandonment is like, no, I'm not hungry. And then it like pisses me off. Then I'm like, how the fuck are you not hungry? Like, I swear, I get in such a bad mood. I'm like, okay, fine, I'll eat by my fucking self. I swear. Sorry, that's <laughs> angry, Stephanie. And I like literally finally eat. I'm like, oh, babe, when are you hungry? Like, do you want me to eat now? Like, <laughs> you're I'm a totally different woman. Yeah, a completely different woman, a completely different person. And it's like that's usually right. about 45 minutes after I eat. So, and I, like, again, I come scavenger like mode to the kitchen to I'm eat. Like I'm like five minutes starving. And he's yeah. usually about 45 minutes, sometimes even an hour. He's just like, oh, I'm hungry now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah. well, you can heat up your food because I already cooked. I already like cleaned and everything. You could go ahead and just heat up your food. You gotta fix yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> That's, That's so true. True. 
it's just the, that my, my post training guys, I take it seriously. <laughs> that meal is like my sacred Bible meal. Like I will not miss yeah. it. I will not skip it. I will do I anything have, and do a lot more respect for it now. Mm-hmm. Um, and how I approach it and not making it some just, you know, liquid on the rum thing. Right. Just I only protein. More I think so many people do that. Yeah. yeah and look, guys, protein powders are not bad. Like, especially if you're on the go, no, like if you need to get something in. Get, it's actually better yep. for you to do that than just wait four yep. hours to eat a Definitely. meal. Okay. Definitely. So, and hey, this is done. also you made a valid point. If you know you're running and you're caught out or whatever, the kids mm-hmm. are driving you nuts, you can't get to the kitchen, like whatever it is. If you at least have a protein, have a protein yeah. shake on, I always have something like that in a, in a container or whatever in my handbag because. The one thing you don't want to miss throughout the course of a day on any given day is those boluses of protein, right? Yeah. So it will be the thing that prevents you from, you know, having massive hangry moments or jumping into foods you wouldn't normally consume just because all of a sudden, you know, you're ravenous. It's it's going to keep you on an even keel. So I always think have those. And as I said, when definitely at different times of my prep, I utilize them a lot more than others. Um, Mm -hmm. but I'm a big believer now in having a quality pre-workout meal and having an really robust welcome to the welcome to the side of like the eating cards before your workout alley because i'm telling yeah, you right she murdered my ass China. how how are you going to eat before this metcon she said <laughs> i was like don't, because i need carbs i'm like i don't get me wrong survive. I, I will still have like two train low days what we call train low days so no no food and or just in the absence of carbohydrates. I'll still have you know, food. I will enjoy week. those. When yeah. You enjoy those once in a while, like kind yeah. of like once in a while when I did it with you. Well, it's not so bad. I guess it's not because I don't do it often, right? Like, although you did try murdering me, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who does seven minutes straight of burpees? Like, I just do not understand that. Like, I still do not understand <laughs> who will do seven minutes straight of just burpees. Like, <laughs> anyway, so so off topic, but what I do want everyone to kind of take home with this is protein shakes aren't the, you know, enemy. You could have a protein shake, but yeah, stack it with some carbohydrates. So if you are on the go, don't just get the protein shake in. Protein shake piece of fruit. Just, exactly. That's what I was going to say. My protein. on the go is just fruit. And you know, a protein shake because I know I'm getting the carbohydrates from the fruit, and then I'm getting hey, some good amount of protein. Want to know another <laughs> hack, which is really great, is a chocolate milk. Grab yes. yourself chocolate milk. Yeah, chocolate you milk. have fats. Post-training. You've got some good, yeah, carbohydrates in there, yeah. and oh, it tastes like just like you said, just like chocolate milk. So uh, right. it is. And if you're lactose intolerant, you know, obviously you're not able to do that. Coconut milk, fantastic. It has good carbohydrates. It doesn't have fats as much, but you know, it does have enough. You know, so it is going to help you. Like we were saying, a lower fat, higher carb, higher protein meal post training, <coughs> training doing something with a slower digesting carb, I promise will help a lot. If you're someone that doesn't do well with slower digesting carbs, have a fast digesting carb because it still will help along with some protein for sure. And then like, if I'm caught out, you know, I might pick up like a protein bar or something if I'm, if I'm really stuck. But for me, I much prefer to have, you know, like a proper sit down meal, depending upon, you know, if I'm pregnant and have weird food aversions or not, you know, it ranges, baby. And depending upon the time of day that I'm training, it will range. I might be having eggs and toast with vegetables. Mm. I might be, you know, like some sort of scramble or omelet. I might be having, you know, um, 
I might be having like a, a slow roasted or, you know, um, sous vide based piece of protein, whether it's chicken or steak or something, then with, you know, roast vegetables and nutritional yeast. That's like all gourmet. Like yeah, you can tell you got a chef at your house because that's like all so gourmet good. stuff. So but yeah. let me tell you my like quick little maybe delight that I get that everybody <laughs> that doesn't know how to cook can make real quick is like literally like just checks plain cereal. Like if you, yeah. you get plain Cheerios, plain <laughs> checks rice mix right or like actual cereal that cheese. isn't added yeah like don't, you don't have all the added sugars because guess what you're going to just mix your protein shake with some of that almond milk and literally pour it into your cereal and you've got like this chocolatey or whatever flavor you know protein you have type of cereal mix and i mean you're eating it like a kid and it's like freaking crunchy and it's good and you're like yes. you feel awesome i don't know Sorry. if no one's tried that you that. definitely need to be doing it's also that. a really great pre like so i've oh, so really? how i started to introduce oat bran yeah like oat bran or wheat yes wheat cheerios mm -hmm. so if you're trying to slowly because it's easy on the gut you guys it absorbs a little easier that's why it's obviously something that's made for breakfast with for those you know even kids and stuff just make sure it doesn't have that high sugar okay just yeah. look at the you know nutrition facts you know look for the lowest sugar because you're going to be adding yeah. through the flavor of your protein you know along <laughs> almond milk so it's just a little quick hack those are actually some of the ones that post training if i really don't have something <laughs> cooked or ready to go for me to heat and i'm like hangry walking in i'm like having some checks and along know, with some protein cereal yeah something as simple as literally a protein shake with a banana it's like oh so simple but so good so easy. or just blend it if you have the ability yeah. you know of course of having the blender although i know it adds an extra step extra cleaning but if you do have a blender you have the time adding some fruit in with you know obviously like a protein powder <laughs> it's easy you don't have to go this route where i know we're talking about protein powders a lot but ali like mentioned all these gourmet foods like chicken and beef or salmon because that's what you know. i would eat i'm like yeah, I, yeah. I would i do too i just don't have it i think as much as you do at the extent mine's like bulk food okay i cook all my shit in bulk i'm like okay this is the chicken i'm eating these are the beefs or turkeys i'm eating and these are the vegetables i'm prepping and i will do vegetables i think every like couple days just because you know how veggies are they don't really taste good after like that three you know what life. another thing i love i love getting like a um the soy linseed bergen bread it's freaking amazing toasting some of that with peanut butter mm -hmm. and banana cut all over it oh my god that's so good you guys but that also does require some good amount of carbs so just know like carbs aren't bad they're not the enemy just but trying to nutrient time them at the right timing okay understand that that is not a window we're just trying to explain that this is more optimal for you to utilize these nutrients to fuel your session and recover your muscles to actually help build and grow and also need help because some people that really space out their macros very differently i'm, I'm seeing this so much amongst clients that are competing at the moment you know getting ready for shows is that they're really not optimizing what we're talking about that pre and post workout yeah. even if we assign them they don't kind of yeah. think they're moving stuff around making themselves yeah, but you spread know what their better the mistake they make is they save a like a quite a, a big, big amount yeah macros for like something that's stupid you know that's like, what i'm getting like, at it's not yeah. good 
food that is actually going to be nutritious. It's going to yeah. be empty calories or not going to have any fiber. It's going to be something that's really going to just give you a good satisfaction for that, like what, five minute mark. And then after that, it's like, I'm hungry. Oh my God, I'm starving. You know? So it's because you didn't end up actually giving yourself some nutrients, like, right. Like your digestion is going to just literally start getting a little wonky too. Whenever we're having all these extra stuff as we lean out, because we're more responsive to these bloating feelings, this inflammation as we get cleaner, <laughs> when well, we definitely move carbs around for not the yeah. right ones saving it for some big chocolate dump then mm. they're foregoing fiber and they're foregoing the micronutrients they need and everything else and then you lose yep. satiation like yep. it's exactly yeah, you really need to be thinking about exactly that like if you've only got 100 grams of carbs to play yeah. with in the final weeks then make post first make priorities post priorities and then yep. have the rest of the meals be mainly protein and low mm-hmm. you know, low cal veg like that's yeah. the easiest way to approach it. Um, but I definitely think, you know, consider the fact that if you're not already having something pre-workout, try to, even if you're training first thing in the morning, because that's what I was doing. And like I said, I started out just adopting a cereal approach because it was light yeah. and easy. easy um, yeah. And now I'm obviously progressing. Now I can have a lot more. Like I can actually have quite a decent stomach full mm-hmm. of food and not feel sick anymore. Um, yes. And I think 100% prioritize what you have post because it's going to be the key to giving you the results you want, whether it's muscle preservation in a deficit or whether it's muscle growing yes. in a growth you know, phase or growth. Exactly. It, it works both ways. Like we were talking about this for any person that's going undergoing any phase. And like Ali actually kind of mentioned, just like really making sure you prioritize you know getting in something you can because I think what you had just said like you build up the appetite right like I think we train and we teach our metabolism and our gut you know to be able to absorb and actually have whatever you know we're you know teaching it to you know gradually build up to and if you just start as simple as maybe cereal or maybe just a protein shake right like even a protein shake before your session because you're not able to maybe get in food you know or a yogurt with some good protein amount right like that's super easy so one one valid point you just made me think of it just then randomly um is that you know when it comes to protein too and you're looking at making this optimized you want to look at the leucine content mm. so just choose that levels off that grayly oh, yeah. because you want leucine to be mm-hmm. you know quite high so i yes. think when you are looking at options when it comes to what you could be consuming just think about totally. that because it's your leucine level that actually matters most and you guys, leucine is one of the most main building blocks of the amino acids of protein. So if you haven't really done your research on leucine, look mm-hmm. it up, start getting some, you know, good information on it because it is one of the most important ones. <laughs> I can stress on it because that's one of the ones I'm like, when I'm doing fasted or cardio or anything, that's the first thing I've prioritized is like, if I'm already in a catabolic state, I'm like in a deficit and I'm like trying to, like you said, preserve my muscle. I'm trying to, you know, put that leucine higher straight up first thing in the morning, which is why I normally get in a good amount of EAAs. Um, it doesn't always have to just be through a protein powder. I think people get right. that conception too, right? Like, it's just, like you said, look for leucine, right? So 
That'll help you a lot. If you are doing fasted training, if you're not, if you have a couple meals already before, like maybe you, you know, work out mid um, or late morning or midday, or even in the evening, these aren't probably your struggles. Um, like kind of things we're talking about, but mm -hmm. I do think this is the majority of people, most people do train first thing in the morning and fasted again, it's not the problem. Again, you're just needing to facilitate more energy and you feel kind of like maybe, man, I'm not hitting those PRs in the gym and I'm trying so hard. I'm eating all the meals, you yeah. know, I'm like progressing slightly, but not enough. And if you're doing fasted training, please just change that up. And you're going to notice a big spike in, you know, your, your, your weight go up, you know, your strength. So that does help the, you know, those that train first. <laughs> But if you do have digestive issues like IBS, IBD, you know, you clearly have some bad, you know, gut issues to where you're not able to ingest food, just get in some light protein. Like we were talking about, like just some quick, you know, fast absorbing carbs. You don't need that slower digesting one, uh, but make sure you prioritize the post. I think, again, the key here that we are making sure you guys all listen to is the fact that post training meal with protein and carbohydrates is the most optimal for you to restore, yeah. replenish, build, cut, maintain, does not matter what phase you are going through. That is what you should really make sure of is really pinpointed in your whole day. So it is important to not go longer than, you know, a couple hours. No, that's max. Right. Yeah, that's um, we'll be having some form of snack or meal prioritizing protein and carbohydrates because they're absolutely essential after exercise. They stimulate muscle protein synth synthesis, improve recovery and enhance performance. So yeah. that's our take home tips for today. Eat your protein, you guys. Make sure yep. you eat, eat, eat your protein and, and don't for, be scared of carbs. Exactly. For every, uh, so I was just going to say for everyone listening to this, which we know, you know, from the response we got from two episodes ago, there's a, a high number of you, which fucking all the power to you women. I love seeing it. I love um, it. If you are in a growth phase, listen to some of the stuff we talked about with where to stack some of the timing of these things to really mm -hmm. maximize your sessions, right? But if you're so trying to preserve that muscle too, you're leaning out, you're going into yeah. a show, you're starting that process, yeah. prioritize the things that we're referring to, yeah. nutrient timing, you know, obviously getting your recovery, focusing on, you know, your sleep and, you know, making sure you are eating things you like. Cause again, I think I've mentioned this before, but if yeah. you're like force feeding yourself to eat exactly. things you don't like, you're not going to sustain this. And you're really going to just stop whatever journey or, you know, deadline you get to, and you're just going to, you know, fall off. So just continue creating a routine that you can truly follow and adhere to and it's enjoyable not not everything's enjoyable because i'm not going to tell you that every session of mine is like oh my god i'm like so thrilled to do but it is something i know is required and that's what makes me, i just know i need to do it and i have the fuel to do it so and when you don't you've got other things to rely oh on god, you yeah, know yeah. oh my god when you don't have the fuel you've got to keep pushing and knowing yeah. that the actual reward is going to be knowing you push so hard, even when there was no gas in the tank, you know, when you get and to that. Time. I'm just, I'm just sitting, listening to you talk about all this. And I'm thinking about the fact that I will be stepping into my first cut phase in a very long yes! And my only thoughts are I'm going to enjoy every bit of bread, carb and food that I get between now Mama, and you need it. <laughs> I'm going to really, really feel the pinch of a cut when I start. We will have lots of discussions about this. I have no oh, doubt. Oh, we're going to just change 360 mindset from what we see us now. Right now, Ali and I are in a surplus. She's in a surplus for a baby. I'm in a surplus for Russell. So we're trying to obviously come down. She's coming a little, you know, down after 14 weeks. 
I'm coming down the slope here in the next few weeks. I will be starting that descend a little sooner than her. Um, so I think you guys are going to start probably seeing my headspace and how things start really <laughs> changing. And obviously my face and my physique. I think one of the, no the most noticeable yeah. things that you notice. Holly, I feel so freaking like inflamed. I'm like, God, I feel hey. like you. I have a moon for a face when I'm in my off season. Look at that. Like, I don't know where my cheek and my chin begins. It is with Tia's just <laughs> our faces on the screen right now. I mean, <laughs> we feel like little balloons. But hey, don't worry. We're you know what's good about that? With you. you know what's good about that is that I have amazing cheeks come stage. You have amazing look, skin. I don't like, look like a skeleton. Has this skin stage. that just glows right Because now. I have a moon for a face when I'm not. <laughs> A kid's got no hope because Christos has that Malaysian little bit of round face, and I have the skin though. Like y'all skin is like little baby's butts. I swear, like y'all literally have the most glowing skin. Even him as a male, which is very impressive. So, but you guys, thank you for so much for listening and obviously following our journeys and keeping up with us, and you know, obviously being interested in what we're up to, and you know, kind of our experiences with ourselves. Our you know, so many clients that we work with across the globe. So we really do appreciate the support, and I hope these takeaways for you guys are helpful and keep giving us suggestions and, we, and requests that y'all want to really enjoy sharing with you all about different things we've learned you know the right way the, the wrong way the hard way you know, up even, a lot, so. even listening to this and knowing you know that I have completely changed my entire protocol for how I approach timings of things and my it makes me so food. happy because I thought you, you were know? weirdo <laughs> I'm just kidding I'm kidding I'm kidding okay <laughs> but, but no again everyone that's listening to that does fast it it's nothing against yes. what you've been doing it's just maybe open your eyes like Ali has maybe yeah. done a little bit over the course of you know her years like knowing that the research is actually valid and right. she now yeah. implements that research and yeah. does and learns right. it on her own because we all have to go through it ourselves I feel like no matter what research paper we read or what you know study came out we really we maybe believe it but we just it's kind of like a myth until you actually see it for yourself and you actually go through that experience so give it a try let us know how you go and just keep on tagging sharing and letting us know of course some feedback hey, we'd love to see you tag us in your favorite post-workout meal share it on your story oh yeah right? that's a good that's a good if idea you've got recipes you want to share reels of that let us know because we'll share it across the house as well yeah totally thank you guys for listening right, guys. next time see you later ali see you later thanks for tuning in to another episode of the queen divas queens of fitness podcast Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Queen Divas Pod, on Twitter at Queen Divas 4, and follow our hosts on Instagram, Alicia at Alicia Gowans underscore WBFF Pro, and Steph at Stephanie Ayala 7. See you all next week.